Bodega, do you see yourself more towards streetwear or? Good question. I think there's never been a, it's never been a choice of mine to do streetwear or, or more like high fashion. It's high fashion just never reached out to me. <laughs> <laughs> Rashad and this is Wear Many Hats presented by Desire where we talk about your main gig then we talk about your side hustle. Yavez Antonio is a photographer, director, and creative born and raised in Amsterdam. Yavez aims to create contemporary ideas and stories through his interest in music, fashion, and the cultures and communities around him. Yavez's past clients include Nike, Adidas, Filling Pieces, and Gap. His work has been featured on Nowness, It's Nice That, ID, Kodak, and The Fader. Yavez works with streetwear brands, but are we living in a street world world anymore? Yeah, unfortunately, we still are. Please welcome Yavez Antonio to Wear Many Hats. How's it going? Good, man. Thank you for having me. So where are you based right now? I'm based in Bushwick in Brooklyn right now. Yep. Bushwick. Yes, sir. Where are you based at? I'm based in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. Oh, hell yeah. I fuck with Bed-Stuy. But this podcast is listened worldwide. So I guess we got to put Brooklyn back on the map, even though it hasn't left anywhere. I feel that. But you've been traveling, bouncing back left and right. Yeah, like uh, because of work, it puts me in a situation sometimes that I have to travel actually often. Uh, During COVID, that was a little less because of travel restrictions. But I would say I'm I'm at least one time in L.A. or another city, um, which is great, but it's also a little tiring sometimes. But it's part of the journey, man. You know, got to push through it. Got to travel. Got to meet all these people. Got to do all these jobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of it. It but, really is. Even though, so you're from Amsterdam and you're based in Europe, or you're from Europe. Yeah. You don't have an accent. That's what I hear from a lot of people. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm born and raised in Amsterdam. Dutch is my first language. I think I had, like, a ability to learn languages as a younger kid, but I never really got the pro- proper tutoring for that. You know how some people speak four languages? I feel like sometimes I could do that too if I had like the right setup. Oh yeah. But I think I channeled that all in English, so. Channel it all in English, the yeah. worst language. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. That's what's up, that's what's up. I sometimes also see you DJing in the homie stories, such as, you know, friend and guest of the pod, Eric Maze and, and Che Nembra. And are you nice like that? Like, what do you usually spend? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So we, we, we picked up the habit during COVID to DJ with all of us at this joint called Pirate. And yeah, I don't know. I would say we're getting pretty nice. Definitely. <laughs> Practice comes, comes niceness. Um, I, I play a lot of R&B mixed with Afro beats and like some, some trap. Alvaro, for example, plays more house. Che plays more bit of everything as like me too. Eric doesn't really DJ like that though. He's good though, but he should he should practice a little bit more. <laughs> Damn, yeah. the Lycan crew, basically. Lycan crew, yes, sir. Good people, man. 
Good people. I can tell that you guys definitely practice at Pirate. I can tell by the walls. I was like, yo, that looks like a Pirate studio. <laughs> we discovered that uh, during a birthday party, actually. It's pretty funny. Where we were uh, invited by a, by a homie, and she had a birthday there. I'm like, what the fuck is this place, Pirate? Yeah. And then we found out, like, oh, you can rent a DJ room. And ever since, we've just been back to back every week almost. Damn, you can have parties there too? That's fire. I don't know if it was the legal way of doing it. I don't know if it meant to be like that, but that's what they did. But yeah, shit's great, man. I love I love little initiatives like that to encourage creative creative creativity and all that. I feel like everyone has a, a secret DJ skill. Hey, it's a COVID skill, man. I feel you. You know, what I mean? <laughs> at home, no parties outside, the party inside. <laughs> Basically, I have met you also over at the canal street market a long time ago friends of friends yep. yes such as uh manny and josh shout out to manny and josh which you've josh worked my sponsor. shout out to josh <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've worked with josh on a few projects yep he helped me with some projects like uh filling pieces uh he's helping me right now with with matt kyle and keith uh, for my uh documentary i'm working on in brazil and yeah, Josh is, Josh is good people. The whole Rusey gang is good people. Um, Yo, shout out to Rusey. Shout out to Rusey. <laughs> Can you drop more about this documentary in Brazil? Yeah, it's it's still very much in the uh, working stage. I started this project in 2018 when I was invited by my homie Jonas from our retainer agency. And we were doing a music video out there for uh, this girl called Ryan featuring Sango. And I've never been there, so I, I went I went in there like with no expectations. I had some some thoughts how it was gonna be like, but every expectation was blown up. It was it was so incredible. The people were so nice. And basically it's just me discovering like my roots as being South American and mm. being mixed as I am, because I'm from the country next to Brazil, Suriname. And it's basically just highlighting stories of people I've encountered there that started very, I wouldn't say superficial, but more as in like, oh, you know, telling those stories is that and like just using my skill set to tell these stories. But I think over the years, uh, it became a little bit more political and more, yeah, more driven to like really tell a side that is untold and show different light on some aspects of Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, and it's it's been great. It's I, so much support going back hopefully in January if COVID and all the travel regulations allow it. Cause even that, like it's, it's so bizarre that in the beginning of COVID or quarantine out there that the government wasn't mandating social distancing and wearing masks. And that was basically being upheld by the, I don't know, for lack of better words for, but for the, for the gang members that they, they were basically saying like, Hey guys, we gotta watch for our own. And that's something that I've, learned during this whole project is that people have all these biases and opinions about you know people that live in certain communities but often the community just takes care of the community because the government doesn't yeah so it's a very the project is very focused on people and their connections to communities and yeah their government wasn't helping out before covid too and that's of course yeah but covid is like it's like a prime example almost yeah and because i just left i left brazil right before the pandemic happened and i feel like the project wouldn't be wouldn't be done wouldn't i wouldn't respect the project if i wouldn't go back and tell these stories that happened during covid but yeah that's it in a nutshell i'm very much still working on the direction or the angle of it because so much has changed since of course the first time i went out there but 
it's basically me telling these stories, basically me recording these stories of people and just capturing their day to day. And there's a lot of fun little things going in the uh, going on in those stories. So yeah. How do you manage your time with that and your current work? It's a bit of both. I I, I tend to give it a break for now because I've been just so busy and. For me, because it's my first personal project, uh, it's pretty hard for me to focus on it sometimes because it's so it's so grand and it's like the first thing and it's a lot of pressure on it. So I, I tend not to think about it too much or work on it too much, which I should do slowly again right now. But I mean, as a freelancer, I have a lot of time. So I, I oh I yeah, a lot. <laughs> as a freelancer, everyone always asks the same questions. They're just like, "Yo, you do so many things," and I'm like, "I make my own schedule, yo." You know what I mean? <laughs> We don't party all the time, but maybe party a lot. <laughs> but yeah, like I seen the video you directed with Common. That must have been fun. The views look crazy. I'm not gonna lie, I've never seen Common that happy before. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean with views? The the music video that you you put out, like everything that you shot, it was beautiful. Oh, like that. I thought you meant the YouTube views. I was like, wait, does he have crazy views? Oh, no. I'm not. I don't count views. Oh, ever. okay. okay, okay. <laughs> or followers. I'm not a fan of all that. No, I feel that. Um, no, but thank you, man. Yeah, the comment video was definitely like uh, a milestone in my career, I would say, or a proof of concept that everything I'm doing is aligned and going in this the direction I want it to be. And you've done music videos before. But that was yes, your- yes. I started my first music video was for a friend of mine, Riman from Amsterdam. And that was back in 2017 or 2018. No, 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 2017. So it's fairly new. For me, 2017 seems very long ago, but it's relatively not really. But yeah, I started doing music videos for like three, four years now. It's slowly becoming more and more. It's at a it's at a solid 50-50 uh, between photography and directing right now. Yeah, because I just saw that before that, I found out that we both graduated in advertising and art direction. I usually don't geek out on credentials like that, but it's <laughs> nice to know someone that has a similar vibe in, in school, like actually like care yeah. about it and like put it on, on the map. But you've taken all of, I mean, do you have like school and like your previous agencies to credit you for like coming up and now and just like doing your own thing and going freelance and... Uh, what do you mean with crediting? Well, just like you, you learn from. Oh, um, I don't want to sound shady. <laughs> all this shit is self thought. <laughs> exactly, it really is. You know what I mean? It really uh, is. There's certain experiences that I've witnessed while I was at an agency to see how it works with having directors come to the fucking office and show their work and and how that progress goes from 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 strategy to copywriting to art direction and then to a director or whatever. I've never done that. I've never got taught about that. So it's very much, I just look and I see, but yeah, I feel like the advertising world is, first of all, not for me. I think there's a lot of interesting aspects in there, which are, which could help the world be a better place, but I think it's too much focus on selling. It's too much focused on creating a narrative, which isn't real too much. I don't know. I remember this one project where we, we they were counting the amount of people that were colored up against the white people. And I was like, that's, that's weird. wild. That's weird. Like, you know, that's like crazy. I, obviously it needs to be diverse and balanced, but to count it out 
it's like a little weird to me. Um, so I, I, there's a lot of things that in my in my day to day profession profession I use from it. Like I know how to make a pitch deck. I know how to make a deck in general. I know how to create a story. I know how to call to action. And like there's a lot of aspects that are very useful being a creative. Um, but would I ever go back? No, no, never. <laughs> Yeah, definitely won't go back. I mean, when you were in Amsterdam, you moved to London. Yes, people love London. I don't understand. Did you Did you like London? I love London. London is very great. It 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 it's the first city. So I I I graduated. I had a job at an ad agency, and my ex girlfriend wanted wanted to do an internship in London, and I was like, you know what? I have to move from my my school campus, whatever. I have to find a new place either way and i was like you know fuck this job i quit my job i had some money in my savings and i was like i'll go with you and that's how my photography journey technically started so i'm forever grateful to london it's dumb pricey like yo it's insane it's insane i spent all my my savings that i had <laughs> on just groceries and living i wasn't even living luxurious i was not buying shit just trying to pay rent but london is it, it's a it's a very fun place to be though it's like it's a lot happening and it's a lot a lot to learn from like yeah the music industry is booming and shit like that so it depends it depends and the food is whack wait wait that's cap <laughs> good pretty good there's some good food out there bro <laughs> i guess only because i've only been out there for a week i did not find any i mean the fish and chips though like i talk about that all the time it's like... like getting a hot dog at times <laughs> come on man <laughs> No, that's a lot of food. You gotta, you gotta dig deep. You gotta go to certain spots, but it is bread. So <laughs> it is bread. It is bread. Yeah. You just put out a billboard for Guess's new collaboration with Babylon. Congrats! How does Thank that feel? You. It feels surreal. It feels magical, but it also feels kind of regular. I don't know. Everything that happens to me in certain in these types of in this kind of regard, in regards to things like that, it was bound to happen. I think I'd like to think so. So it's definitely like, oh, I'm very proud when it happens, but me being strict about myself is like, I right, but what's next? You know what I mean? Like it's happened, but yeah, what's, what's after that? So I had definitely had a moment when I saw it for the first time in real life, I was like, wow, you know, coming from the North of Amsterdam, being able to get a billboard in, in LA for a brand is pretty cool. Two brands are pretty cool. It's definitely like a proud moment, but yeah, definitely what's next, you know, what's after that. And I thought the same exact thing too. We both dropped billboards at the same time. And after it's out there, the first thing that came to mind was like, what's next? Exactly. What, what was your billboard about? What'd you drop? My brand just saw, we did a collaboration with a tight foundry, commercial type, which okay. is like a tight foundry based in New York. And we dropped two billboards in Los Angeles and four billboards in new york two in greenpoint and two in long island city but it was just all this summer that we just dropped it yep and it's funny that like when people see billboards they're like damn they're killing it or whatever <laughs> i'm just like well i'm just waiting for the next thing you know exactly and a billboard is cool it's just it's a little compliment to your shit but i don't know it does that's 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 greater things on my agenda that i'll be more proud of like a grammy or something Hey man, that, that, that's <laughs> one of the bigger ones. I don't even give a fuck about shit like that. Can I curse? I don't know if I can curse. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't give a fuck about awards and shit. But if yeah, I want to no. get one, I told myself within ten years I'm gonna get one. 
Actually, no, fuck that. Five years. Five, five years. Maybe a little Grammy. <laughs> the dumbest role ever. I'll just, I just want to be affiliated with it. <laughs> For sure. Dude. You've also worked with your sister on the Filling Pieces project. How was that like to work with family? Oh, it's surreal. Um, it's, it's, it's a very, very cool moment because she, I, I remember bringing her to, to a little, little school and like, you know, had to hold her hand. She was like a baby. And now I see that baby transforming a beautiful young woman and talented as well. I think it runs in the family. Um, <laughs> no, it's cool. It's very cool. It's, it's such a, such a privilege to have a cool sibling. I think I hear so many stories of people having siblings and like, Oh shit. That couldn't be me, man. You know, yeah, one hundred percent. She's doing great. She's she studied. She's kind of taking the same route I've t- taken, and she's busy with her own shoes right now. And yeah, no, working with her was great. It was very fun, and I don't know, proud to see that that person you help become that person is doing great. Definitely, so, especially also in creative. Yes. Yes. Because I have siblings right now. They aren't in creative, but they're still killing it regardless. But if they were, they have no idea what I do in like the art field or anything like that. But I don't know what they do. But maybe one day we'll just like link up and like work together. But that's really cool to see. Yeah, man. Keeping the Uh, family. Yeah, of course. My mom is super proud of that too. So yeah, it's very fun. It's very fun. So now also as a creative director, director for music videos and whatnot and including more videos you've you're also nice with the camera like what do you shoot with if you don't mind me asking oh yeah uh <laughs> thank you uh i shoot with the mamiya rz now mainly and then as that's for the medium and then for 35 i shoot with the context d2 um or the yashika t5 i'm planning to upgrade that again to the g2 but i just did some purchases so i have to oversee my budget for a while <laughs> for sure for sure i just got my first medium format camera which is the mamiya 7 oh hell yeah oh shit shit is bomb it's insane but i've always had a contacts on deck i've had the contacts t2 but i wanted to like get a little more compact so i got the t3 mm-hmm. it's great both cameras phenomenal i feel like with all these like technologies everything that we have in our fingertips it just makes us i don't know produce and put out all this good stuff i've seen your photos they're phenomenal thank you man thank you actually the the t3 is one of the cameras i really want to have but it's kendall jenner and frank ocean fucked that up for everybody they really they They really really did did. they really (laughs) did and the g2 is even getting up there (laughs) g2 is rising in price right now not for real the Mamiya 7, I had it for a second. I had the Mamiya 7. Is there a is Mamiya 7, 1, and 2, right? Mm-hmm. I had the 2 for a second. I liked it. I just don't like the fact that, because I have a medium format, the, the Fuji GA645, which is a point-and-shoot medium format. Oh, nice. And that lens contracts, so it's not as, like, a big body, but it's the same kind of camera almost. And I felt like, I don't know, I need that thing to contract, or I'm going to get a big camera like a Mamiya RZ. Mamiya's RZ. Man, that shit is different. It really is. Yeah, it's insane. Do you mostly shoot that with your, like, big clients? Uh, As of when I got it, yeah, definitely. I started, I, I received it, I think, in the beginning of the year. 
little little, little birthday present to myself. Um, but as of now, that's my main camera. Yeah, definitely. Depends on the job though. If it's like a running gun thing, I'm not gonna bring this big ass shit in. Nah. <laughs> Can't even focus on moving objects like that. <laughs> no, not at all. But yeah, I see your prints for sale. They're all heat. The somewhere between space and time is a trip. Oh, thank you, man. Neighborhood is a classic. <laughs> I was just talking about how did you go to the White Sands? I haven't actually. Um, somewhere between time and space is shot in the north of Brazil, uh, in a place called Maranhão, which one of the, I think it's one of the world's wonders. Um, Insane. That's where I shot the music video for Ryan and Sango the first time in 2018. Insane. That's one of my favorites. Because right now the homies are out in the White Sands. I feel like cut the budget and make a video out there. <laughs> yeah, man. White Sands is cool though. I, I've definitely seen images like, oh, dude, it was crazy. But to go into another wonder of the world. Hey, man, you know. Crazy. That, that shit was very cool. Yeah, definitely. So with everything you've done so far, it has now come together that you've made a new project called Rivers of January. Mm-hmm. Besides my birthday month, how did that come about? Where does the name come from? So Rivers of January is the English translation of Rio de Janeiro. And how I came up with that name for the project is I was in the studio with a homie actually a couple of homies and I don't know, sorry, Mo, but I, I got mad, I got mad high when I'm in vacation. So I was, I was getting mad high that night too. That's um, great. It's all and, where all the best ideas come from. Right. Right. In, in moderation, in moderation, I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to be in moderation right now. Um, but I remember asking one of the homies who's Brazilian and I was like, what does Rio de Janeiro mean? And he says it means rivers of January because the Portuguese thought that, the lake in Rio de Janeiro was, oh no, no, how is it again? Something about the Portuguese misnaming something. And that's why they called it River January because it was founded in January and they thought it was a river, but it was an ocean or some shit. Mm -hmm. I don't even know like that. But for me, when when I heard that name, I was like, first of all, I'm I'm from January, you know, like that's my month. Um, Yo, Capricorn, let's go. Are you Capricorn too? Yes. Hey, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and then I like the symbology of, or yeah, the symbology of, no, wait, symbology is not a word. It uh, is now. It is now. You know what I mean. Sorry <laughs> for my bad English sometimes. It's the European. And, um, I like the metaphor, metaphor behind rivers of January and because rivers are, could be dangerous. It's beautiful, but it all stems from one place and it basically breaks into different parts and different streams. And I think there's a lot, when when I start create, thinking creatively and copy, I'm like, that's a lot to get from there. And yeah, that's, that's, that's the reason why I call it that. And Rivers of January, is it like your new practice? Is it, is all your projects gonna be like under that? Uh, no, actually not. So this is mainly, so I definitely, you know, I'm, I'm sharing a, little, a, a lot right now about this, but I'm planning to make it a foundation at some point or make it a ongoing project maybe, and maybe it's it would travel outside of Brazil. That's something I'm still finding out, but I, I definitely wanna use my creativity and my endeavors to help people. Um, and I think the best way would be in creative means or giving kids an outlet that don't have an outlet. So it's definitely it's definitely not a one-off project, I would say. Mm-hmm. I would love to, definitely love to like keep that going. I'm actually starting uh, a little studio with uh, acquaintances of mine uh, to 
do projects under and my own pro my passion projects or like stories I want to tell or etc. And that's going to be called uh, Social Lobby Studio. And Social Lobby is a Surinamese phrase, which means nothing but love. Something that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, that's the first thing I say when I see my mom or like when, when I say bye to my mom. And yeah, me and my mom and my sister have a group chat. It's called Social Lobby. I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep it in the family. Love to get my sister involved in that. And it's just going to be projects just for fun and just for, for the love of it. And I think that's where I want to go in towards more. Like, obviously, I need these commercial gigs to pay my rent and my 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 uh, purchases and all that. Of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think for me, what, what gives me the most satisfaction as of now is to create stories that don't have a commercial angle to them or... You know what I mean? It's not about selling all, all the time. It's about telling stories. It's about sharing experiences. And it's about, you know, no, I don't know, like sharing your perspective on things. And hopefully I can help people with that. And that's the goal of that studio. Do you think that people have been doing that now? Or is it, or do you think that people are still just selling? I think a lot of brands are still just selling. I would say there's an uprise in branded content and with, with, with a storytelling aspect to it which makes me way more interested in a project when I hear it's a project like that. Um, I'm just getting a little annoyed of projects where uh, this is brand and then they want to have some cool kids and then you look at a mood board and there's a couple kids you can choose from or they chose from. They have no connection, but they, they want to seem like there's a connection. That just doesn't really tickle me. You know, I don't know, like th that. I'll do it. You know, it's, it's easy. It looks great and it's fun, but I think there's so much more you could do with real stories or real people that would inspire people besides buying because i feel like coming from advertising and looking at me and like people like me as a target audience you would target me more if if it wouldn't be about the project or oh, about product if, if for example with the filling pieces project there's not a lot of shoe shots in there it's a shoe brand but i feel like it, it made more sense to tell this story and with some sneaky shots of the shoe or like just Obviously, it needs some branding to, to be paid for or whatever, or make it make sense. But I think using it as a add-on instead of the main object is way more interesting. And I don't know. Yeah. Do you think that filling pieces should have not branched out to clothing? Or do you think they should have just kept doing shoes? Oh, um, <laughs> I think I think it's a, it's a logical step for them to do. Um, I think shoes are still their core. But I can see them take over in that degree too. I'm not very much observant of developments on that part of the clothing part, but I definitely see the shoes more. But from what I saw, it was pretty cool. Um, I wish we had more access to clothing for this shoe too, but we didn't, so. I mean, you're also, you keep shooting other brands as well. Like the, the Pata commercials were great. Thank you, thank you. Bodega, do you see yourself more towards streetwear or? Good question. I think there's never been a, it's never been a choice of mine to do streetwear or, or more like high fashion. It's high fashion does never reach out to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I wish it was a choice, but it's not. No, um, I would love to do more high fashion or, yeah, more more magazine focused work as well, um, instead of only streetwear and like little, little lookbooks and stuff like that mm -hmm. but i think that takes time um i also don't 
I also don't really go to the right events to maybe meet people for shit like that. Nah, or nah. I don't reach out to people either. So it's very much every job I get is very much in my own vicinity and op- uh, opportunities arise when they arise. I should definitely be more hands on with certain things if I want to do that. But it's, it's never gotten to that point yet. Not yet. Let's say not that. yet. Not yet. What would you because you're still in in fashion or streetwear? Would you be open to other like brands like who knows like food and beverage and hospitality? Um, I think so. Yeah. If 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 it's honestly, I'll do I'll do a lot for money. So you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> straight. There's no there's no like ideologies that uh, I have. That's considering good. brands besides smoking, or, like besides cigarettes or like uh, gas, like Shell or some shit. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> um so you're environmentally conscious yeah a little bit in that degree yes um but yeah i would fuck with some 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 food companies or some things that are not fashion related um i did one for shea moisture which was pretty cool uh which is definitely different but i think in the end of the day people ask me for my sense of style and aesthetic and that in that comes a little bit of fashion i think automatically it's good you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like music and fashion is part of that always, I believe. I mean, every every video I've seen, it's got the grain, it's got the the film aesthetic. It's, I mean, I love every all the stories that you've been telling with with everything that you've put out. Yeah, I wish if Pepsi wanted to redo that whole Kendall Jenner thing, they should totally like reach out to you. Right? Honestly, that shit was so dumb, bro. I was joking. That was oh my god! I remember seeing that for the first time. I was like, "Oh my god, what are they doing?" <laughs> well, hats off to you on all these things that you do. For somewhere many hats to Star Solutions. I hope one day we could cross paths and make a billboard of some sort. Hell yeah! C- come to Pirate, bro. Let's DJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh yo yo! Eric just hit me up. Uh, asked me to shout out Fragile Glass. So here we go. Shout out to Fragile Glass. Shout out to oh. Eric. <laughs> Shout out to Fragile Glass. He's been on the pod. Hell yeah. Been crazy. I lit like a bunch of fucking Fragile Glass candles. I almost thought I was about to burn down my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> they honestly smell great. And it's a great candle. So yeah, shout out to that. Have you ever, I mean, besides Josh, have you ever worked with any of the other homies? Eric's helping me sometimes with some, some behind the scenes shit. Actually, he's helping me today with something. But let me like project project chase helping me with some uh distro and on the rivers of january 2 distribution you really do keep it in the family that's amazing honestly as much as possible but honestly this is also my personality like I, like just because someone's a homie i wouldn't work with a homie just because he's a homie of course you need to be talented you need to like be on your shit. it needs to make sense i'm not gonna do it just because the homie you know what i mean because that's when it gets messy that's when you get in, into beefs and shit. so <laughs> if the homie is talented like he says he is and whatever da 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 cool we can definitely work and run shit. but if not we just be homies and we won't work you know what i mean like oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i'm starting to work with one of my uh dearest uh friends i'm working on uh writing a movie or we're starting to like um go back and forth about possible uh little stories we could tell maybe for shorts um that's very cool because we come from like we have a lot of similarities in our uprising and 
come from the same city and it's always been our dreams to like start making little movies and maybe perhaps one time a big movie. Would you ever want to make a movie? Yeah, hell yeah. That's my one of my biggest goals right now, I'd say. Um, I'm there's actually, a lot of trash movies out there. A lot of trash movies. And I'm not saying this one might not be trash. I'm, I'm hoping it won't be trash. Not. <laughs> but I really want to tell stories from like my perspective and things that make sense. Nothing sci-fi. Not, very, very much. Uh, I get inspired by um, Masters of None a lot. Like stories like that, things that affect us, things that influence us. Like a good insight, you know, from if advertising was like, it needs that core insight that touch that touches you. And from there on, you can fuck around with aesthetics by very much those stories that you're like, oh, shit, never thought about like that or never experienced that. But it makes sense. You know, that's a great yeah. example to put out Masters of None. I mean, even though Aziz had some shit back then, he wasn't problematic to me or the pot. If you wanted to come on, let's go. But yeah, everything <laughs> in that those series it all makes sense especially yeah. with what you're doing exactly so yeah that's definitely a goal of mine which i want to that in that project i definitely want to get some homies involved in because of how good they are but also the energy but yeah man as much as possible keep it in the family keep it in your circles yeah if you were to get a chest tattoo quote in old english you what would it be <laughs> chest talk you want you want to you want me to read that lot? You want to, uh, me to say a new one? Oh, uh, all right. What is the one that you have right now? Right now, I have it says in Latin, uh, "Truth conquers all." That's great. You know, That's actually, wonderful. <laughs> I was twenty one. I was like, "Yo, the truth is so important." <laughs> <laughs> it is. It still is. It still is. It still is. But yeah. if you were to get a new one, what would it be? A new one. Uh, ten years later. Ten years later. Some part of me says I didn't want to have tattoos right now, but. No way. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I mean, not mad at it, but I kind of. I, I kind of like it when people are like all all clean and shit. I'm like, wow, you didn't know I got no tattoo. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think my new. If I had. If I had a new. If I wanted to get a new chest tattoo, I'll keep it like this. I will keep this quote. It's close to my core. Like I'm always straight. People. I. I never. I never lie. I never hold little secrets to people. Or some type of shit. Like I'm very open. Sometimes too open. Too direct. But I feel like that's how you get. That's how you build. That's how you build. You know, that's how you build trust. That's how you filter people out of your life without being phony and shit, which Americans are very good at. <laughs> Damn it. Um, no, I would keep it like that. Truth, truth is very important to me and definitely conquers all op- obstacles in life. Right there. Beautiful. Oh. <laughs> Plug your socials. Where can people find you? Yeah, uh, my Instagram is Yaves Antonio. That's Y A V E Z Antonio with T H. Um, and that's the only one I have, I believe. <laughs> I got a Twitter. Y'all can follow it. I'll never tweet on it. <laughs> Same thing. Thank you, Yaves, for coming on Wear Many Hats. It was great to have you. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Till next time, this is Wear Many Hats presented by Dasar, and I'm Rashad. Peace. Peace.